Thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. Um, I, God was with us, wasn't he, in the middle of all of that worship time. That was incredible. I, I heard somebody say recently, when you, when you proclaim who Jesus is in a meeting like this, you've then got to give some space for Jesus to do Jesus-y things. Um, and uh, I think he's been doing some Jesus-y things already. Um, but I got a few other Jesus-y things um, that he just showed me. Um, I feel like he'd actually like to heal um, somebody suffering with arrhythmia. And I felt it was on this side of the building. Any abnormal heartbeats? Um, anybody just, even if it's not like a major issue? Yeah, great. Would you mind just standing up for a second? We're going to get a number of people on their feet, so don't feel in any way singled out. But God loves you and sees you, and he wants to bring healing to you. A few other things. I feel, um, the picture I saw in my mind's eye was patches on the lung or patches on the skin. And if, if, that's, if that's you, then if, if you've got eczema, if you've got some skin issue that creates patches on you, and it's, it's you know, then stand. Is that someone? That's Peter. Fantastic. Well, not fantastic, but, you know, <laughs> there we are. Um, I felt there may be, we'll do this one at the end. Um, people suffering with disturbed sleep. There's several people standing now. Yeah. People suffering with disturbed sleep and who might actually wake up feeling, feeling panic, like waking up in the night recently um, feeling a sense of, <gasps> like you've got to catch your breath. And, and I just feel like the Lord wants to, wants to move and, and bring freedom in that. And the last one is a little bit specific, and please don't feel you have to stand up for this, but I feel, I feel like there may be someone or some people who have got physical scars on their body that they hide out of embarrassment. You don't have to stand for that. Um, but please just be aware that the Lord sees you. And he wants to bring complete restoration to what has been stolen from you. So this is Jesus doing Jesus-y things. If you're around these folks, just extend a hand or, or lay a hand on a shoulder. And we're simply going to ask Jesus to bring healing and to bring restoration. If you haven't got anybody who's got a hand on your shoulder and you'd like that, just give me a wave. We'll make sure that someone stands with you. Somebody go and lay a hand on John Barfoot. Yeah. Jesus, we just welcome you to do what only you can do. Lord Jesus, come and bring healing and restoration. Restore all that the enemy has stolen from these ones. Bring freedom because Jesus, by your stripes, we are healed. You were crushed. You were broken so that we get to stand in fullness and wholeness. And in your name, Jesus, all across this room, I release the fullness and the freedom of heaven over everyone who is suffering. Kingdom of God, come. Will of God. Be done. Be done. There's a lot of people standing. If you recognize that God has done or is doing something in your body, just give me a little wave. 
if you recognize that something shifted or changed or you're feeling that he's beginning to work in you, it could just be heat, it could be all manner of different things. He never wastes a moment. He's the God who continues to work. We got a few waves in the room, it's great. God is here. God is amongst us. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Wow, bless you. Come on. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? This is, this, this is Jesus doing what only Jesus can do. This is nothing to do with me. It's the power of Jesus because he loves us. He loves us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, just uh, feel free to take your seats. Feel free to just continue to check. Continue to, to work out what's going on. Many of you stood about the disturbed sleep thing. You'll, you'll find out tonight or tomorrow morning, and we'd love to hear about it because he's the Prince of Peace, and he loves to restore, and he loves to give us sweet, peaceful sleep. That's just who he is. Don't you love Jesus? He's so good. Well, we've been, um, we've been going through a short series called Dam Busters, um, Beliefs That Bring Breakthrough. I've, I've loved this little series. It's provoked things in me. A, a few weeks ago, we had uh, that really special Sunday where uh, Amanda Humphrey was with us. And uh, yeah, God, God got me again. Um, you know, you kind of think you're doing all right. And then God goes, ah, yeah, you could get free here. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he just showed me something really simple, but very personal. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. But um, this, is, this is a lifelong journey. Um, we have an enemy who loves to, who loves to um, tie us up. He loves to limit the freedom that we walk in. He loves us to believe things that are less than true about our God and about ourselves. And so throughout our lives, we, we hit those moments where we need to retake the free ground that the Lord has given us. And um, I, I just trust that he's continuing to do that amongst us during, during worship time. It doesn't need to be a preach. It doesn't need to be a ministry time. During your own personal devotional time, when you open up the scriptures, when you just get before the Lord, he's in the business of bringing us into freedom. And uh, that's what we long for, for us all as a community, that we'll stand free and confident in who our God calls us. Yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. This is a, a beautiful, beautiful picture, isn't it? Lovely picture. Um, it's, not, it's not the kind of picture that actually we want of the Christian life, uh, of the life in the Spirit, because there's a dirty, great man-made dam across that thing. And um, Jesus never said this. That was smooth, wasn't it? Jesus never said, next slide. Jesus never said, next slide. Oh, there we go. Go back one. Jesus never said this. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scriptures declare reservoirs of stagnant water will sit in his heart. Jesus never declared that. What he actually said was, 
Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the Scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. That's actually the, the paradigm, the concept of, of freedom in the Spirit that the Lord wants for us. He deposits His Spirit in us that His Spirit will flow through us and impact the world around us. He doesn't give us His Spirit so it can just sit there and become stagnant and, and lifeless. A few weeks ago, Pete Carter spoke to us about the River Thames. Do you remember those of you who were with us? And he shared how back in 1857 or whatever it was, that, that whole river was declared lifeless, dead. Nothing could live in it. That's not God's intention for the River Thames. It's not his intention for our Christian lives. It's that we would flow with a fresh inflow of his spirit. Today is Pentecost Sunday, where we remind ourselves just once a year, we can do it every week, but we remind ourselves that actually God's purpose is to pour out his spirit on his people and that we carry and transmit the life of the spirit everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. I'm wearing a t-shirt today about Love Stortford, which is coming up in a couple of weeks' time. One of the paradigms behind Love Stortford is to get us out of what could look like a stagnant pool and out onto the streets of our town, flowing up and down the streets, talking to people, sharing the love of Jesus, bringing life, not saying, come to us, come to us. We're over here like a big dam of water. Come and take your photographs of us on a Sunday morning. No, we're coming to you. We're going to bring the life of the gospel into the streets of this town, onto Sorter's Field, and we're going to speak to people, and, and, and Jesus is going to speak to people. You know, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago now, a handful of us went out and did that most scary of all Christian things, going door to door sharing the gospel. Was I terrified? Yes. But you know what? Within a space of about an hour and a half, two people gave their lives to Jesus. There's a spiritual hunger in our town when we do the spiritual spa uh, on the street and we invite people to come in and receive a, a prophetic word, a word of encouragement or be prayed for for healing. People meet Jesus. They don't just meet smiley, friendly Christians. They meet Jesus. And the life of the Spirit flows into their lives and they walk away transformed. And that's why we do this thing. Love Stortford. Parents, bring your children on mission two weeks time. Yeah? Do it for half an hour. Do it for 20 minutes. Do it for 10 minutes, as long as you can keep their attention. But come along here. One of the things that I'm hosting is we'll have about 600 gifts, little craft sets, little bunches of flowers, little bags of sweets. Take your cute little five-year-old with you out onto the street. Find somebody who looks like they need cheering up. Walk over to them with your five-year-old. Get your five-year-old to do it. They'll never get turned away. Right? <laughs> and, and, and give them a little bunch of sweets and say, we're doing this because we simply want you to know that Jesus loves you. And if that's all your five-year-old can cope with, and then you've got to go find a bouncy castle, fantastic, that's fine. But there is nothing more valuable for your five-year-old or your 15-year-old than to see mom and dad engaging in the things of God. So come and do it. Sign up, buy a t-shirt. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be an awful lot of fun. That's a complete sideline. What was I talking about?
the flow of God's spirit. That is, that's what he wants for us, his people, to be like. It's that whole motif that runs right through scripture. Um, from the start to the finish, here's Revelation chapter 22. The angel showed me a river with the water of life flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for the medicine to heal the nations. Nations like Taiwan, where Pete and Mim Williams are. Nations where you have come from, where you've got family members. The Spirit of God is poured out on us that we may pour out that same Spirit into the lives of people all across the globe when we connect with family on Zoom. Ugh, I said that word, the Z word. When, when we connect with family wherever they, they travel from, we get to share the love and the life of Jesus. We take the commission of the Son of God with us. Tomorrow morning when you go into work and you think to yourself, this should be a bank holiday Monday still. I don't care that it was the Queen's special weekend. I should still have a Monday off. But you walk in there and you realize you walk in there with this commission, co-mission, together with Christ. You don't go alone. He goes with you by his spirit. And you walk in there with these words in your heart that all authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. And he walks with you into your place of work. And he says to you, in your place of work, with the influence that he has given you, now go and disciple nations. Disciple nations. That's actually the language. It doesn't say go and make some disciples in nations, which of course will happen. But he paints a massive vision. Nations will be discipled as my people carry my spirit and live full of my presence. What would it look like for an entire nation to be discipled? What would it look like for your entire office space to be discipled by the example of your life? The 20, 30, 120, 500 people that you have responsibility for, I don't know, don't know your circumstances, the one person that sits across from you that you have a conversation with on a Monday morning. Picture that space and recognize that this, the flow of the Holy Spirit is designed to flow into you through your lips, through your hand, into that person's life. They are to be transformed. This is the desire of God for the world through his people. He could do it without us, but he has chosen to do it with us. What a privilege. What a privilege. He's with you. We were chatting and praying here just before the meeting this morning. I don't know if you watched Her Majesty's great celebration last night, and it was spectacular. But there was a celebration took place out the front of Buckingham Palace last night, and it was celebrating a monarch who was not actually physically present. And bless her. I know she would have loved to have been. But we, we celebrate every day. Our lives celebrate the presence of the king who is always present with us. With us. Flowing through us. Not limited. Not stuck in a church. But out with us in the world. That's his design. It's his design on a day, specifically a day like this, Pentecost Sunday, where we, we, where we remember and we recognize 
I'm not supposed to do this in my own strength. Some of you people are really clever. Yeah? Really intelligent. You do things in your work day which baffle me. You manage budgets that are like, I, I just don't know where to start. No idea. You manage classrooms, and I wouldn't have a clue where to start. Because let's face it, I think I'd actually rather have a budget of millions than 35 children. That, that, that would actually be preferable to me. You know? But we are not meant to be simply the best representatives of earthly systems that this world can demonstrate. You can be an incredibly intelligent teacher. You can be a world-class leader, manager of people. But we're meant to do it with the power and the influence and the might of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. So that you manage your budgets with the guidance and the power and the creativity of the Holy Spirit. You write your spreadsheets with divine insight. And you see the impact of heaven flow through your fingertips, through your keyboards, into your graphic design studios, whatever, wherever. Brent, I'm going to pick on you. You're a fantastic counselor. But the Lord wants to upgrade the breakthrough that you're seeing as the Holy Spirit flows through your words. And I know you partner with him already. So don't take that in any way as a criticism. I know your heart. But that's just one little example. Jack, you're woodworking. The beauty of the stuff you create. The creativity of heaven is designed to flow through your fingertips. Yeah. All those things. We are not simply meant to be the best that this world can offer. We are meant to be the best that heaven can offer through us as we yield to him. This is Pentecost Sunday. Let's be really Pentecostal and just put our hands out for a minute and just receive. Come, Holy Spirit, and make us a spirit-empowered people. Make us spirit-empowered leaders, managers, colleagues, team members, teachers, designers, moms and dads, students, electricians, craftsmen. Holy Spirit, we are hungry for your power flowing through our lives. And we thank you, Jesus, that you love to pour out the Holy Spirit on all who are thirsty. There was no limit to that invitation. Come if you're thirsty and drink. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill every thirsty heart in this moment. Fill every thirsty heart. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Oh, we love you, Holy Spirit. Let's all tell him that. Let's just, let's just take a few moments. We've got loads of time. Let's just tell him how much we love him. Just tell the Holy Spirit how much you value his presence. Speak it out. Let's, let's tell him, Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you. We need you. We need more of the power of your presence in our lives, and we are grateful for what you've given us. But we say, Lord, in this moment, double it. 
Double it all across the room. Make us aware of the weighty glory of your presence. Come, Holy Spirit, more, more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just begin to pray in tongues. Let's raise up a chorus of prayer in tongues. Pray in your own mother tongue. Pray in English. doesn't matter. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Increase your flow amongst us. Increase your power amongst us, Holy Spirit. Mark us as, you, as a people of your presence. Bless you, Lord. If you're a visitor amongst us and you're thinking, what on earth have I walked into? Please don't worry. We're simply a body of people who love Jesus, who know that he's present, and he is working amongst us. What you're observing is a people of faith who are interacting with their God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Ooh. Now, the unfortunate truth is that life ain't easy. And I, I know that many of you ex have experienced that not just through COVID, but just in the last week. Life's hard. Difficult things happen. People let us down. We get upset. Things go wrong. And our enemy wants to jump on every single one of those circumstances and convince us that what we believed about God is not actually true. He wants to take a circumstance in which you have been disappointed or let down, and he wants you to believe that what you used to believe about God actually needs to be taken down a notch or two. He wants to hold us back. He wants us to agree with him so as that we actually build a dirty great wall across our lives and say, I'm going to stay back here because if I go out there, I might get disappointed again. If I go out there, I might get hurt again. If I risk being open and honest about who I am and who you are, Lord Jesus, I, I feel like I might get that opposition that I got last time, and it hurts. It hurts. And he doesn't, Jesus doesn't want us to live with big walls in our lives. He wants us to live free. Galatians says it is for freedom that Christ set you free. For freedom for a full and free expression of the kingdom of God in our hearts through into our lives. That's, that's his design for us. That's his design. But we so often we react in pain, we react in discomfort, and we create something to keep ourselves, we think, safe. But actually, all we're doing is exactly what Adam did back in the Garden of Eden where he agreed with Satan and the results were catastrophic. The invitation to us today and every day, this is not a once a year message. This is, this is the Christian life in action every moment. When you get out of bed tomorrow morning and you think, well, whatever you think, whatever that first thought is in your mind, is it a thought that is going to agree with what God says is true about you about your circumstance, or is it a thought that aligns much more to the accusing voice of the enemy that says you're hopeless, it's no point, stay asleep? 
Sometimes I like the voice that says, stay asleep, I will confess. But he wants us to live free. And I came across, I heard a quote, and I couldn't find it, so I think it says something like the next slide, Annabelle. It's not working today. Every trial that we come across contains an invitation to depend on the power of Christ. Every trial, every hardship, every knockback that comes our way in life actually contains an invitation from Christ to depend on Him and to prove that what He says is true. As I heard somebody say to me recently, you don't know that God is faithful until you've been through a circumstance where actually He needs to prove Himself faithful. You don't know that He is kind until you have had to receive His kindness. And that often comes in a moment of despair. Whatever you perceive tomorrow morning's circumstances may bring your way, whether it is a chaotic classroom or a disgruntled office situation or another day of desperately searching for work or whatever it may be. There's an invitation in that moment to discover something of the nature of our God that is specifically for you today. Today. And I wonder what that could be. The key thing, I think, in these moments is actually when you feel the pain and you feel the pressure of life, rather than reacting and turning and running or reacting in anger and kind of swinging out, the right thing to do, the wise thing to do, is to exercise the gift of this, the, the fruit of the Spirit listed in Galatians 5.23 called self-control. To recognize that painful circumstance for what it is and go, hang on a minute, pause, hit the pause button. This is painful. This is robbing me of life. This is not aligned to the nature and the character of my Heavenly Father. I am not going to let this thing lead me to build a wall or lead me to react in a way in which actually Satan is directing my steps. I'm going to pause. I'm going to recognize it for what it is. I'm going to align myself with the truth of heaven. Remember, this whole thing is about beliefs that bring breakthrough. I'm going to align my mind with the truth of Scripture, the truth that Jesus speaks over me. And I'm going to choose actively to go in that way. Now, even in that moment where you pause and you go, this is painful, this is stealing from me, this is robbing me of my joy, my hope is gone. Those words that you just used, hope, joy, life, those are the things that God wants to give you. Satan is not original. He has no original thought. He comes against your creativity because he knows you're creative. He sees your potential and he wants to rob you in the very place of your potential. And so when you, when you are attacked and you're, the thought that comes into your mind from the enemy is you are a useless parent. What has happened there? 
Satan sees a superb, God-gifted parent and attacks a God-given identity. Just like he attacked Jesus. You're not really the son of God. Oh, where did you get that from, Satan? You are the son of God. He will come after you at your point of identity that actually Jesus wants to reinforce to you and he wants you to stand in that place. So, what I'd love for us to do, we are beginning to get a little bit low on time. Stewards, would you pass around these beautiful, delightful little things called um, bread and wine? We're going back to the plastic ones just today because it's simpler. It was a little bit last minute. So if everybody could grab one of these, what I want us to do is uh, maybe could a couple more people help these guys so that we get these around more quickly? Would that be possible? Brilliant. Now, what I'd love for us to do is to come to Jesus as we have these little emblems of, of, of his broken body and his spilt blood. And I want us to come to him for a moment of exchange. A moment of exchange. Up on the screen here, we've got down the left-hand side, you've got a list of, of some of the things that you might be experiencing today or you might, be, you might have experienced in the last week. Bitterness, hatred, despair, anxiety, betrayal, etc. You might have had some of that stuff come at you. And the intent of the evil one is to get you to say, yes, this is my lot. This is all I deserve. I am going to build a wall and I am going to stop the flow of the Spirit in my life because it's just too painful. But the invitation of God, no matter what you have experienced, is the biblical opposite. If, if it is bitterness, then there is the joy of forgiveness. If you have experienced hatred, then he wants you to know his love so that you can pour his love into that circumstance. If you have been in despair, that's not what God wants for you. He is the God who wants to take away your despair and replace it with joy. And, we, and every, every blessing that we receive in this life has its source in the person of Jesus Christ. So could I get one of those little things as well? Thank you. Honestly, you can't get the staff these days. It's terrible. Oh, look at you. Bless you. Have another one there. Thanks. <laughs> so we are coming to Jesus and we're coming with a mindset of exchange because he said that because my body was broken and we can break these little things and this is a, a, a symbolic symbol <laughs> of his brokenness. We can say, Lord, where I have experienced brokenness, in my life this week or even today, I receive your wholeness. I receive your wholeness. So if you recognize that, this is deeply personal. So make it between you and him. Lord, for my brokenness, I receive your wholeness. Just take that.
And then with the um, little bit of juice, which I'm struggling to open. <laughs> so <laughs> it's maybe past the sell-by date, I don't know. Um, with this, the exchange is that wherever you recognize your imperfection, you're coming to Jesus and saying, I give you my imperfection and I receive your perfection. So enjoy. Enjoy the exchange with Jesus. And there's something in this moment where the Lord is saying to us as his body in this time, I want you to predetermine that when circumstances come against you, as they will, predetermine that your response is going to be, pause, does this reflect the nature of my good father? And if not, then realign to his truth and, f- and, and recognize the invitation in that moment to step into that truth. Because he wants his people to keep flowing. Flowing full of his spirit, full of confidence in his nature, full of awareness of his never-ending love for you. What a powerful people we're going to be tomorrow and every day. That's his desire. That's his desire. I'm done.